0: for leadership and we've been looking at Moses from I mean we got him right there in the little basket we got him early amen and we've been walking with him and we've been seeing him grow amen now last week it was Mo's moment and we talked not last week two weeks ago Mo's moment that burning bush experience that he had and we talked about that let's pick it up today and see what we can find amen here we go today uh uh-oh now, if that graphic tells you anything, there's some problems coming. Amen? Moe's what? Moe's marriage. And you might say, well, I'm not married or, I, you know, I don't need to listen to this message. Will you just hush and go ahead and sit on up? We all need this message today. Amen? Say. Come on. We're talking about leadership. We're all going to learn something today. Here we go. Moe's marriage. See what we can find. Now, Moses was married to Zipporah. Every time I see Zipporah, I think of a Zippo lighter. (laughs) I can't help it. Anybody got a mind like mine? It's sort of like a little bit crazy. Got a little bit crazy. I'm I'm hearing you. Amen. Come on. So, anyway, he was married to to Zipporah, Jethro's daughter. And Moses was content to dwell with the man. That's the father in law. He, 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 you know, was the prince of Egypt. He killed the Egyptian. You remember that? We can't re-preach the whole series. And he was on the run, a hunted man. And he helped some women at a well. Remember? Got them some water. Shepherds were picking on them, making them go last. Well, no, sir. He helped them. He didn't know them, but he just did it. Then they invited him home later for supper. Ended up working for the man. Ended up getting married to his daughter. Ended up having a kid or two. Amen? So that's what happened. All right? So, and her two sons, of which the name of one was Gershom, and he said, I've been an alien in a strange land. So he had two children. The name of the other was Eliezer, for the God of my father said, He was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. So he has two children now, and he's married. He was the prince of Egypt. Now he's just a, about as low on the totem pole as you can get, out there helping a shepherd, Okay in the land of Midian, not a place you'd want to live. They lived in the desert, and they're keeping sheep in the desert. I've been there many times. You can't wait to get away from there. I'm just telling you. Amen? I like it out there, and they want to tell you how great it is and everything, and I'm waiting for the bus to get back to town, okay? That's me, but I'm, I'm just pitiful. Here we go. So they lived in the desert where Moses worked, say it with me, for his what? Now, I need you to help me. Today's your first time at fellowship, or even if you're watching online. It helps if you talk with me a little bit. If you do that, when you get done today, you might go, well, I learned something. Or maybe midweek, you might say, I sort of still remember something. Amen? That's the plan here. They lived in the desert where he worked for his father-in-law. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the backside of the desert, And he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Keep looking. And that's where Moses had his moment with God. We talked about that, the burning bush experience. Why the burning bush was burning and it wasn't consumed. And then he had a conversation with God at that bush. And he got some marching orders. And Moses talked back and forth with God, didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, etc. But the plan was for him to go back to Egypt and say, let my people what? Go, all right. So here's where we're headed: Moses' marriage. Okay. Moses' respect for his wife's father. Okay. We're talking about leadership today. And just right out of the gate, if you don't respect your wife's family or your husband's family, and you think you're going to have a great marriage, you're probably whistling Dixie. Okay. And you know what else? It's just not good, even if your wife doesn't have a great family at all. What good is it to sit around and talk about them like a dog? Say, it doesn't help anybody. Man, if anything, maybe you want to spend your life trying to encourage a little bit. And maybe through your lifetime, maybe that relationship will get better. I don't know, but I'd rather spend my life doing that than criticizing. Amen. Yes or no? So respect. You can't expect to be a leader. Oh, I'm going to be a spiritual leader. But hate your wife's family. Okay? Or be a spiritual leader and can't stand your husband's family. I'm not, I know people, that they're pain in the rear sometimes. I get it. Okay? But if you want to be a leader for God, respect matters. And sometimes you can respect even when you don't feel like it. How many ever had to do that? I had to respect when I didn't feel like it. I want to teach my kids to do that. Amen. Yes or no? Yeah, but. Well, hush your mouth. You respect. Amen? Sight. Okay? Sort of old school, but it's way back when. Moses respects his wife's father. What do I mean? Here's God told him to go to Egypt. Go to Egypt. Let my people go. I mean, he's got this, this rod that's going to turn into a snake. He's got his hand he can stick in his bosom and it'll turn leprous. And then he can pull it out again and it'll be clean. I mean, he can do stuff. If need be, he can pour some water on the ground. It'll turn into blood. I mean, this guy's got some stuff going on now. Moses does. Amen. Say, now, if I just had to talk with God and I could do the stick and I could do the hand and I could do the blood, I might think, man, I don't need to go talk to my father-in-law. I'm good. Amen. But you know what? He had respect. And Moses, he went and returned to his father-in-law, Jethro. Now, this is a guy that he's keeping sheep for on the backside of the desert. That doesn't sound like a great resume right there. He said unto him, Moses said, let me go, I pray thee. That's a lot of respect right there in that statement. Let me go, I pray thee. He went to that chain of command. We're so often, many times in our life, we want to be leaders, but we go around the chain of command. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I think you ought to work within the guidelines of your authority. That's me. I'm sort of old school, ain't I? I still like that. Amen? Say So he went back, said, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren which are in Egypt, so that I can see whether they're yet alive. He didn't give him the whole nine yards, not in that scripture, but maybe he elaborated with him. I don't know. But the bottom line is he didn't just work for Jethro, he married his daughter. He had his grand younguns. And this man was in a place of authority. He was also a priest. This was not easy for this man to say yes. Do you think so? Yes or no? And he wasn't going to Tahiti with his wife and young ones. He was going back into the jaws of the devil. Going back to Egypt. Y'all listening or not? And his father-in-law said, Go in peace. And he allowed him to do it. And he gave him his blessing. Amen? I think the blessing's good, especially in family. I think you need that. Are y'all listening today? I don't know. Is, is, is Miss Jenny here today, my mother-in-law? Are you here? Thank you, ma'am. You know what my job is? It's to honor you. You're my wife's mother. It's to respect you. It's to love you. It's to do for you if you need it. You understand? That's my role. I want to bless you. You're a blessing to me. You're a huge blessing to me. And you are one fantastic cook. I'm just going to throw it out right now. (laughs) Just that little gesture. How happy to honor somebody, to love somebody. Guys, we all have that. We can do that. Yes or no? Yes or no? And I know my situation. You might say, yeah, but you got the perfect mother-in-law. Well, I would still trust the Lord and do it His way and just see, how, see it all how, how it pans out. Y'all listening, yes or no? Amen? Hey, let's do a quick test. How many of you married into a family and it was rough? But over time, through kindness, it got, it got somewhat better. Can I see your hand? It got a little bit better. Now, if it didn't get better, I don't want to hear about it. It screws up the message. Here we go. Here we go. So, they're ready to go. So Moses loaded up the family and they moved to Beverly. Here they go. Well, sort of. Here they go. Here they go. He's got his wife. Now get ready. Now so far you've been having a good time with this message. That thing wasn't cracked like that for no reason. On the screen, that graphic. You may as well go ahead and get the laughing over with. Because here we go. And the Lord said unto Moses in Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought to take your life. And Moses took his wife and his sons. He set them upon an ass. He returned to the land of Egypt. And boy, Moses tried to get out of it best he could. He did not want to do this at all. He was a wanted man and a hunted man. Yeah, but everybody's dead that sought to kill you. I don't know about that. I mean, my mind would be, I ain't sure about all that. You know, I was pretty popular back in them days. You know what I'm saying? But he's trusting the Lord, seemingly. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. I sure wouldn't leave that stick behind. I know that for sure. (laughs) I'm going to take my snake stick with me. So he did. A real potential for problems. Now, he's doing what God says. But this is a real potential for problems in his marriage. You might say, why, Gary? Because he's doing what God says. Why are there some problems potentially going to happen in this man's marriage? Well, keep in mind, Zipporah wasn't there at the burning bush. That's a big problem, I think. Honey, let me tell you what happened last night. I was outside. The burst was on fire. And God spoke to me from the bush. I'd be like, you've been smoking some of that wacky weed that's growing out, yonder in that desert. <laughs> and something was smoking, but I don't know about no bush. You know? I mean, just think about it. Yes, okay, okay, we'll go back to where they've wanted to kill you your whole life and where the meanest people on the planet are, totally away from our family. I'm going to leave my daddy. I'm going to leave my family. And we're just going to go to Egypt. Does it sound like there's some potential for some marriage problems? And guys, we're just learning through here. This isn't necessarily part of the message, but I'm seeing things as we go. Guys, especially husbands, it's okay to take your time. It's okay, you know, to talk with your wife, okay, yes or no. Well, this is the way it should be done, and this is the way I'm going to do it. We'll expect a cracked-up marriage if you keep acting like that. Talk it over. It's not as simple. Amen. Okay. we need a nurse we need a nurse thank you she's struggling that's okay we got, we got a couple of nurses right hand here a doc we got a paramedic it's okay have a little bit of a problem maybe we get a wheelchair how about that get a wheelchair and we might go ahead and let's put you right there just in case there's another problem okay ma'am is that okay we love you don't we church yeah we love you We love you. Amen. Let's get one of those wheelchairs real quick. Make it happen. Amen. Absolutely. Y'all just be in prayer. That's okay. She's had some of these issues and struggles. That's okay. We'll just take our time. We're fine, ain't we? We're good. If you ever have a need, we're going to treat you with the same respect. Same care. I love coming to a church. Where there's so many people who are gifted, who have their careers. You might be retired or semi-retired, but you sure ain't forgot what you did and how to do it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Is that okay? Appreciate it, John, for doing that, buddy. Love you. It's good to see you too, buddy. I know you do. And I, I care for you, buddy. Praise God. Proud of you. Okay? We'll just help her up. There you go. Get a lot of help. John, i don't know if You're right there too, buddy. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. We love you. Okay. Outside, we have a medical lounge if necessary, or if you want to just have her ready to keep her at the back, whatever y'all feel, guys. Okay. Y'all cool? Cool. Cool. Amen. Good. All righty, Dan. Amen. Come on. Hey, let's thank the Lord for people that want to help people. Come, can we do that? Come on. Praise the Lord. I'm proud of you guys. I love you guys. I love pastoring Fellowship Church. I love you. I do. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to me. I know if something ever happens to me, Lynn, you're going to be right on it. <laughs> Amen! <laughs> whoever else. Amen. I love you guys. Praise God. So, anyway, it pays to talk things over. Don't think that there's not potential problems here because she didn't have the benefit of knowing. And guys, sometimes we think God's told us something or we see something, we plan something, or we want to move this, or we want to move in our career, but we're married and we need to have the family, especially the wife, on board. Did we catch that thing in leadership so far? Yes or no? Amen? Come on, let's keep looking. So, now Midian won't much. Midian won't much to Zipporah. It's just a place in the desert. It ain't nowhere I'd want to live. But you know what? To uh, to Zipporah, it was her home. It was her home. And so they left familiar surroundings. I've seen that happen so many times with people who come from up north to Englewood, Florida. I mean, you just move down here. Well, it's great. We're going to move. We're going to go play golf. Well, you know... Maybe the wife liked where she lived. Maybe that was all you wanted at. Maybe you pushed a little too quick. Yes or no? How many can relate to some of that? You know what I'm talking about. Amen? Not to say it can't work out because I want this to be your town. I want you to want this to be your town. Amen? And it can work out for you. But she left familiar surroundings. She was leaving family and friends. Trading it in for What? full-time with Moses and the babies. That don't sound like a big winner to me, does it, you? Losing all your friends. Now your friends are going to be Egyptians. Is that the plan here? So, they left a steady job. How about that? Say, how about marriage problems happen when somebody says, I quit, but you don't think it through? And now you don't have that steady job. No, it won't what you wanted to do, but I know this is putting food on the table. Are y'all learning anything today? I am. They left their what? Security. And especially to a woman, to leave your security is everything. Okay? A big, 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 big deal. So, whew, so Moses has got him some problems. Y'all okay so far? I mean, you'd think, God told me, I got the stick, I've got the leprosy thing, I got the water and pulling on the ground. I got it made. I got Aaron. (laughs) But I got Zipporah, who I love. I've got my children. And there's a potential for some problems. And guess what? They fix them to have some. Here they are. Y'all ready? Unusual scripture. You won't see anything like it in all the Bible. Here it comes Moses' neglect for his heavenly father. He neglected his heavenly Father. He neglected something that meant the world to God. He neglected something that must be done to identify with God. And the Lord said unto Moses, When you go to return into Egypt, see that thou do all the wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart that he won't let the people go. We don't understand God's ways sometimes, but we see how He did it later in the story. We're not going to see it today, but we will later. Thou shalt say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. Israel, let my son, let Israel go. If thou refuse to let him go, this is him getting marching orders from God, behold, I'll slay, Your son, God's Word. You let my people go, I'll kill your kids. God's speaking. This is the marching orders he's giving Moses. And it came to pass, but you're reading this. Now watch it, watch it. So here's Moses talking with God. Things are going good. The wife seems to be with him, but there's some problems brewing there. I can feel them. But then you get verse 24. And it came to pass by the way in the inn and I guarantee it won't some fancy inn that the Lord met Moses. Say that last part with me. And sought to kill him. How many of you are like, this is crazy. Go ahead and raise your hand if you think this is crazy. Wait a minute. I'm doing what you told me to do. My wife the father-in-law, I've been respectful. Loaded up the family. Moving to Beverly. Here we go. We're at the end. And you're trying to kill me. The Lord met him and sought to kill him. Say that with me. The Lord met him and sought to kill him. Would you say that? You might remember the message. Here we go. The Lord met him and sought to to kill him. Why? 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 Because Moses overlooked a part of the covenant that demonstrated his obedience to God. I wonder how many of us think we hear a word from the Lord, but we're disobeying the Lord. We haven't done things in our life that we should be doing. Oh, but I'm going to go do this for Jesus. How about do what you should have been doing all the time? Say. Amen. Say. This is a big problem about to happen here, guys. So, he had disobeyed God. He had not done something that as an Israelite, as a father, as a man of God, he was supposed to do. He is of the tribe of Israel. Okay? He's of the people of Israel. And here it is. Here's the command. Here's the law. And Moses was the lawgiver, man. We're going to see that later. He that is born in thy house, he that is bought with your money, say it with me, must needs be circumcised. Now circumcision is not something I wake up wanting to talk about on a Sunday morning. (laughs) But we're going to talk about it. I told you. It's going to get nasty here in a second. And my covenant shall be in your what? Flesh for an everlasting what? Covenant and the uncircumcised man child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised. Say it with me that soul shall be cut off from his people. Say it with me loud. He has broken my. It's funny how often in the Christian life we pick and choose what we want to do, we serve the Lord on our terms. Well, this was the covenant of God with His chosen people that the foreskin of every male child should be cut. It meant so much to God. Matter of fact, people that, that were not circumcised, they were the enemies of God. He actually, the Scripture calls them the uncircumcised. Do you all know that? Yes or no? The uncircumcised Gentiles. You ever heard that in the Bible? You'll find it. Big deal. It might not be a big deal with you, but it's a big enough deal with God that He came down at the end and was going to kill Moses. That's a pretty big deal, ain't it? And here's Moses, though, seemingly being obedient to God, going to do what God said. You know, but God God wants your heart. He wants your worship. He want He's committed to you. He wants you committed to Him. It is a two way street. Amen. Say. Every godly Jew was to circumcise the male child. Say it with me pretty loud. No exception. No exception. This was the people of God. This is the nation of His children. He's going to deliver them from Egypt. This is His Son. God calls Israel His Son. And so this is a big problem. Say that with me pretty loud. He knew it, but didn't. It's a rhyme. One more time. He knew it, but didn't. Let's do it one more time. That's funny. Here we go. He knew it, but didn't. How many of us in our life? We've known what's right to do. The Word says do it. I'm not talking about circumcision. But we know things that are right to do, but we don't do them. We know it. But don't do it. And then we, then we whine and complain and gripe when things don't work out in our life. How about doing what God says do and see how it goes for you? Amen? Y'all listening or not? Amen? Well, let's see what happens. How many want me just to quit and just don't even worry about it? Would you like to figure, find out what happens? I love messages like this because you know you want to find out. The physical mark of a Jew's obedience was this procedure. Okay? Was well, circumcision. Can, I, can we just take it that we know what circumcision is or do I need to go in detail? You know I'll do it. After my first message this morning, my son said, Dad, I'm leaving immediately. And that wasn't this message. It was another message. (laughs) He says, you need a filter, Dad. And some of you would definitely agree with that. I know you would. That's okay. Here we go. So, my family, my heart, my home is dedicated and set apart to you, O God of Israel. That's what circumcision represented. It represented that we are a chosen people. We are set apart to you, God. My family, my heart, my home, what you say, we will do. The Gentiles were known as the uncircumcised, say it with me, while the Jews, the Jews were known as the what? Circumcised of God. And as kooky, as goofy as you might think this is, it's not. This is exactly what the Bible taught. You can go look it up sometime and see the benefits of it and the health benefits of it and things like that. I think God knows what He's doing, okay? So check it out sometimes. Though Moses was on his way, now watch this, though Moses was on his way to serving and following God, listen to this, guys, there was a private area of neglect that must be confronted and it must be remedied. Now we're down to our level, ain't we? I want to serve the Lord. I want to do for God. What area in your life and in my life is a private area of neglect that should be remedied, must be remedied, if we're going to have the full power of God on our life? Now we got down where the rubber hit the road in the fellowship church this morning. Amen, yes or no? Don't be pointing fingers at Moses. We got stuff. Say it with me. We got we got stuff. We're talking about leadership. God is holy, guys. He is the Lord God. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. We can talk to one another. You, be, you, you better than me or I'm better than you. But we both way short of Him. And that's who we're looking at here. I'm not looking at you and you ain't looking at me. I'm looking at Him. So what area of life so this is, this is what, it's what God, it's what He says, period. Say that with me. It's what He says. One more time. It's what I'm going to throw one on you real fast. And I don't mean to make you upset. I don't care, though. But, you know, I'm just going to do it. If you're a believer in Christ, you should follow Christ in baptism. Yeah, but I was, I was confirmed when I was a baby. You haven't been baptized scripturally. I'm sorry. I love you. We're going to baptize on Easter Sunday night. Resurrection Sunday. Why don't you do that? Say, in the beautiful Gulf of Mexico, I just want to get that done. I want to tell the whole world, but especially Him, I believe you died on the cross and was buried. And I believe you rose again to save me. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? That just might be something that some of y'all, you might have neglected. It should be remedied. Say that with me. It should be now, guys, that's just one I just threw out. There's tons of things we could throw out there. Amen? Think about it. So what happened in the story? I think this happened this way because I think Zipporah was not that thrilled about being on this trip. We're about to see it. Hide that scripture, Raj. If you don't mind. Because they're going to be cheating and getting ahead. I personally believe... It was hard her leaving daddy. It was hard her leaving the security, the way of life, her family, her friends. It's hard enough already. And now you're going to get out here? Mr. Leader, Mr. Burning Bush Joker. I heard from Jesus' guy, yeah. And you're going to be killed. Let me say something to you. It wouldn't have just been Moses going to get killed. It's going to be her and the children too. You trust me on this one. They're all going down. God is a holy God and he just, that's the way he is. It's his way or it is the high way. So what happens? Then Zipporah took a sharp stone. I don't know much, but I know a sharp stone ain't a scalpel. Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and took it in her hand. I told you it's going to get nasty. And threw it at his feet. Does this sound like a woman who's happy? Don't mess with women. Say that with me. Don't mess with. Let's say it again for us hard is. One more time. Don't mess with... And she said, say it with me, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Now, I don't know if this is true at all. I have no idea what I'm about to say, if it's true or not. But you know the English say the word bloody. And I guess it's not a good word to say. You're a bloody blank. You're blood... You know, they say that. And I'm wondering... If it don't really come back from here. Just something to think about. Maybe somebody will check it out. I didn't check it out. I just thought of it. A lot of stuff I think of ain't true. I'm just saying throw it out there. But doesn't it sound like? Surely a bloody husband. Don't you hear it? You are to me. Look at this. So he let him go. I guess that means God didn't kill him. God didn't kill him. He let him go. Then she said again, A bloody husband thou art. Why? Because of the what? Because of the what? It was because of the neglect of the circumcision. Because you're the man of God You're the guy talking to God And yet you didn't do The thing that you knew was right to do And you nearly got this whole family killed I'm going to tell you right now I'm pretty ticked off <laughs> Amen Why did Mo- What did Moses neglect do? What did Moses neglect do? Guys, don't you listen to me And ladies as well when we neglect to do the things that God tells us to do. And I'm not talking about crazy things. I'm talking about read your Bible and do what's right in the Word of God. Listen. Listen. What did it nearly do to Moses? And I'm going to say something to you. Spiritual as you are, you're not Moses, okay? If Moses, if God will kill Moses, he will kill you, okay? I just want you to know that, okay? If God will mess with Moses, he will mess with you. Are y'all listening? No, God's not going about picking on you. I know. I'm not talking about that. He wants to bless you. He will not bless you if you don't honor Him and obey Him. Yes or no? He knows we're not perfect. He knows that. He's given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us people in our life to help us. But don't think the game you're playing ain't maybe going to get you in some trouble. So, what did it do? What did this neglect do? Well, it nearly got him killed. Can we just take a hand up in the audience real quick? How many of you say, go ahead, it's okay. We're family, we love you. How many would say in this room, I neglected God and it nearly got me killed. Let me see your hand. There's a few honest people in the room. (laughs) I mean, this isn't that far out wild, guys. I'm just telling you right now. We can get pretty stupid up here. We neglect the Lord, bad things can happen. Number two, what did his neglect do? It shook up his wife really bad. You think she was pretty shook up? This burning bush God comes down is going to kill him and the whole family? You think that was probably a shake up in her life? Yes or no? You think having to get a sharp stone, some rock somewhere at the end, somewhere, because they don't have the little silverware stuff at that place back then, you think that was a problem? She shook up, man. Number three, what did his neglect do? Because he wasn't the spiritual leader. He didn't do what he knew to do. His wife had to do what? Circumcise her son. And guys, a lot, of, a lot of wives are having to be the spiritual leaders in our homes. I'm not saying I'd like to see both men and women be spiritual leaders in the home. That's what I'd like to see, amen? But come on. Do your part. And number four, his neglect. Man, she literally did what? Say it with me. She literally what? Do you think that if for some reason this hadn't panned out, you think God would have had somebody else to go down there to Egypt? Oh, yeah. God's plan will come to pass. With or without you. Amen. Now, I matter to God, and I'm valued by God, but I'm not that important. Say that with me. I'm not that important. Not to go against God, and still everything works out hunky-dory. No. Number five, it caused Him great what? You think this is one of them things that probably... You didn't forget about? You had things in marriage that happened that's sort of hard to forget about? Oh, yeah. This ranks way up there. You're a bloody husband to me. That's what she said. Moses willingly took this reproof from his wife. He willingly took this reproof from his wife. Now, the man Moses was very what? Meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Guys, especially the husbands right now, if your wife is right, she is right. Did you hear me say? If she is right, she is right. That wasn't very hard, was it? I mean, that's... I know some of you are saying, I wish he would know that. (laughs) It goes the other way. Ma'am, if your husband's right, he's right. Don't play games. That we're learning today about leadership. I know it's a little tough. It's all right. We're doing fine. I'm not talking down to you. Trust me. This is a message I need. They separated because of this. You mean Moses was separated? Yep. Well, I didn't think you could serve God if you are separated. Well, that's something man made up. We're good at wanting to one-up other people. If you've been divorced, they tell you you can't serve the Lord. They're liars. Are you hearing me? Yes or no? They're, can you say they're liars? They're liars. You can serve the Lord. God works in your life. He loves you. He believes in you. If you are the offended party in a divorce, He, he, he is pitiful for you. He loves you. He cares you. He wants to restore you and to help you. If you are the offending party in divorce. God hates divorce. And He hates the offense that you did. But you can be forgiven. Are you listening? Yes or no? But you need to forgive on His terms and go by His way and not your way and quit quit screwing around. Yes or no? Amen? Say. That's the Word of God. You, Moses, separated. The greatest leader who ever lived was separated. <laughs> That's crazy, ain't it? I thought to be the greatest spiritual leader ever, <laughs> you got to be something very special. He wants your heart. He's not looking for somebody perfect. He's looking for somebody who will listen, who will be meek, who will follow Him. Amen? Not going to be all day, even though this is good stuff. It could be because they separated. Why did they separate? I've given a couple of reasons. It could be because the son was left in such uh, pain that he couldn't travel. Because it wasn't done when it needed to be done. She did it anyway and left such an injury on this child where he's bleeding, he's horrible. I don't know. I don't know. That's not beyond the scope of thinking, though, is it? But this is the one I believe right here. It could be because she was sick of the whole situation. I didn't want to go to begin with. And this really did it for me. I'm done. And you know what? I can't blame her. Can you say, you want me to follow you, but you ain't following him? Ha! Ha! Mo's marriage. Trouble. Say a happy reunion. Why? Because I can't leave you sad and all upset leaving the church. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses. Now, this is after the fact, after the people have been let go, I believe. And for Israel, his people, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. We're not there yet, but we're just rushing forward so you can see it today. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back. See that? After he had sent her back. And her two sons, of which the name of the one was Gershom. For he said, I've been an alien in a strange land. And the name of the other was Eliezer. For the God of my father said, he was my help. And he delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Keep reading. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses. Where? In the wilderness where he encamped at the mount of God. And he said unto Moses, I thy thy father-in-law Jethro am come up unto thee. And thy wife and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and did obeisance and kissed him. And they asked each other, how you been? And they came into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. And all the travail that had come upon them by the way and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who's delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods for in the thing wherein they dealt proudly He was above them. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God and Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. There was a happy reunion. Amen. So that mean in a leader's life that it can't be rough. That mean in a leader's life that you can't have some issues. That mean in a leader's life that if you hang in there, you stay steady, it's going to work out for you in the end. Amen. Say, so, do the right thing. Say that with me. Do the right thing. That's what we've learned today. Moses marriage. Let's review real quick. We're done. Respect for your in-laws is important. Yes or no? Keep looking. Respect for each other is what? Got it? Respect for who? Is what? If we learned anything today, we learned that, didn't we? Amen? Help me. Neglecting God's Word and commands, help me, will have a devastating effect on your, on your family. Hang in here. Help me again. Reproof from your own spouse is sometimes. God help us to have these kind of relationships. That I could have the relationship with Kim. That Kim can say, Gary, it's not right. And she's meek and mild and quiet. But honey, I know you. You're tough as nails. And I want to hear it. Not a lot, but I'm. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot. Anyway, God help us. Very few Christians, however, are open to the reproof from their spouse because of pride and personal insecurity. We don't want to hear it. Can the one you're married to correct you? I heard a couple of yeses. Immediate. Mo's marriage. Say it with me. It was. Amen. We pulled Moses down a little bit off that pedestal that Charles Heston put him on, didn't we? We pulled him down a little bit today. He was just like us guys. He didn't want to do things that were right sometimes and it caused him a lot of trouble. But thank God he had a wife that took some things in their own hands and got some got some stuff settled <laughs> amen praise God let's thank the Lord for his word this morning I thought we had a good time at church amen I had a good time <laughs> praise the Lord amen